Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon and with me as always is Stephen. Switching gears on everyone today, last episode we teased the topic of higher education in America, but after some discussion we, we decided we wanted our second installment of the Lessons from a Younger Me series to come first. So today's episode will now be Lessons from College. In this episode, we want to discuss the transition from high school to college and reflect on the idea of what those years have meant for us in our adult lives so far. After that discussion, we'll take a quick break from your scheduled programming to discuss our other content creation. And finally, we'll wrap up our conversation by talking about the expectations we had while in college and any life lessons we learned along the way. So you ready to go, Stephen? I am. All right. Awesome. So I guess I'll just ask you right away. um, What was the transition from high school to college like for you? It was one that I was very much looking forward to. I remember that I was super like my senior year of high school. I talked about this in a prior episode that I was going through a lot of uh, anxiety at that time. And I was just ready to, to break out and kind of reinvent myself as a person and and get over some of those hurdles that were sort of bringing me down. So there was a lot of nerves going on, but I had been ready. I, like when I graduated high school, I was ready to, to move on to the, the next chapter because as I've stated before, I've, I never got to be the new kid in school. I always wanted to have a, a chance to start over again. Just not, not that I had ever done anything bad, but just to reinvent myself. And that was finally my chance for it to happen. What, uh, what about you? Yeah, I, I definitely had that same feeling of I was so ready for high school to be over. I mean, I had a lot of that BS that I talked about in our last the, the lessons from high school video or podcast episode where I had a bunch of just BS from moving from one high school to the other and like trying to get back into the, the friend zone with with a lot of my old friends that just it wasn't working. And, um, and so I was just by the time, you know, senior year was coming to an end, I was just like, I'm so ready to get the heck out of here. Uh, I originally actually wanted to go to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, like go out of state, go somewhere new. But uh, I, I was kind of, I got caught up in making a decision for other people in that situation. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. She didn't really want me to go away. My family wanted me to be close. And I was a baseball player at the time too. So me going to that school, there was a chance that I wasn't going to make the team. So I made a decision to go to Augsburg College, which is a private school in Minneapolis instead. And uh, it was, it just felt like more of the same in, in a way. It was, it was um, kind of a comfort zone and I did meet new people there, but uh, I, I kind of wish I would have made a different decision uh, coming right out of the gates. But wh- where did you, just for our audience, where did you go to school right away? Yeah, so there's actually a little bit of a story, but I went to Kent State in Ohio, which is pretty close to where I grew up. And the reason why I chose that school was when I graduated high school, and even when I was in high school, I always knew I was going to go to college because, I mean, I didn't really have any any skill set that I had developed that was going to be super marketable at the age of 18. And I hadn't even started doing any of this YouTube or podcasting or anything like that. So at that point in time, that wouldn't even have crossed my mind to focus on something like that kind of in the way that we'll get to, but kind of how you went with music. So I knew I was going to go to college and I planned on going in state for the first year and then kind of reevaluating my life and just seeing what I wanted to do. So I visited about 10 in 
in, uh, in uh, 10 schools in Ohio, like Ohio University, uh, Kent State, A University of Akron, all ones that were relatively close by. And OU, I guess, is a little further south. But okay. uh, after I visited all these schools, I decided to go to Kent State because that would be the easiest one to go to. And I felt like it, oh. was the, it, was, it was the most minor transition from the lifestyle I had already been living because it would just be right down the street. I was still dating a girl from high school, so it wasn't going to detract too much from that relationship. And I figure in one year's time, I would know a lot better what I would want to do with my life. And that's the reason why I decided let's uh, – everyone's pretty surprised. But, yeah, that's why I said I'm going to go to Kent State. Not super expensive, not super far away from home, and nothing's going to change too much. Yeah, I made the mistake of going to a place that was close but was super expensive. <laughs> so <laughs> that really screwed me over later on. Um, but I don't know if we have any like high schoolers that do listen to this podcast, but – if they do, I, I think you can really take something from uh, knowing Stephen and I's story because both of us kind of made the easy decision right out of high school to go to a place close by and we both kind of regretted it. <laughs> you know, we kind of wish we would have done something that was more suited for us. But it's tough because, you know, like like we talked about in high school, you don't you've spent so much of your life just doing what the people that are in your life want you to do. And you haven't really developed that independence yet. Um, or that identity yet. And so, I mean, I don't know if you felt similar, but I just felt like you had to go to college out of high school. Like that was j that's absolutely what you had to do. And so there was no thought in my mind of dropping out of school to pursue music. Like the idea of that seemed like I'd be a delinquent if I had made that decision. And then when I actually made the decision later on in college, I was like, gosh, dang it. I wish I would have done this right away so I didn't have all this freaking debt and I didn't like make decisions for other people. Um, so I don't know if you, you felt the same way with, with uh, going to Kent State. It was just like decisions for other people at all. Yeah, so this was a decision that was not, it was not my best interest in mine. In hindsight, right. it was a really good thing that I did this because it was a very comfortable school. I felt like I could dress however I wanted. I could act how I wanted. I didn't feel like I had to compromise who I was as a person, but it did feel all too comfortable. And to, to paint a picture of what 18 year old Steven was like at that moment, I had, I, okay, I had some idea of what I wanted to do with my life, but I, I, I don't, I'd be curious to hear what you wanted to do, Brandon, but the 18 year old me, my thoughts were, I didn't know what I wanted to major in, but I figured I was either going to become a teacher, something in business, or something where I would be on TV, something kind of entertainment-wise. And those were the things I thought about, and I eliminated teaching almost within the first month because I had thought about it a little bit more, and I, it didn't have as high of a ceiling for what I wanted. I figured I wanted a, an opportunity to make a lot of money and be able to see a lot of really cool things, and I didn't yeah. think I'd be able to get that through teaching, although I'd, I'd super praise anyone who does become a teacher. And at some point, it would be cool if I could become a professor, so I would never rule something like that out. But at that moment, I was an undecided major, and it was business guy or some sort of entertainment guy doing TV stuff. And that was it. And I just wanted to make sure that my college experience was totally college-like and go out every Thursday night for Thirsty Thursdays. And oh, nice. uh, Sick, get, with all, get with all the chicks. And <laughs> oh, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I sort of wanted to embody the, the college stereotype in a lot of ways. And that was uh, that was very important to me when I was a freshman. 
What I, I'm curious though, just knowing you now, why why was it important? Did you just kind of tell yourself it was because everyone else was saying it was important, or like where did that come from? It was important to me because, as I've stated with my high school relationship, I felt like I had sort of taken a backseat socially during my last two years of high school, and I wanted to break out of that and do some more exploring on things that I hadn't gotten the opportunity to do yet, because I really didn't gain any sort of self-confidence until later on in high school, so now it was an opportunity, like most people, to just go out there and... I, I would walk on the college campus and think I was the man. Like that was that was my entire thought process was, I'm this new person. I'm going to take life by the horns or the bull by the horns, whatever the expression is. I'm not a good expressions person. <laughs> and just go for it. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> that's interesting. My freshman year of college, like coming out of high school, was kind of a shit show because I um, – that's so I played baseball and in the summer year leading into freshman year of college I um so I was on the legion baseball team which is like a traveling baseball team that's run operated by the legion within your town it's really big up north in the midwest places uh, not as much in the south but anyways um I I was playing baseball but I was staying up to like three in the morning every night playing video games and I would like play video games till three in the morning and then get up at seven to go to baseball practice. And I was just getting no sleep. And this was the first time I really understood the value of sleep because I just started making stupid decisions. Like I broke up. I don't know if I told you this, but I broke up with my longtime girlfriend and like reconnect, rekindled a flame from like middle school um, with this girl. And then that was a, just an absolute shit show. And then like my first like month of college was just spent like trying to piece my life together because within this like quick span of a couple months, I had done so many stupid, like illogical things. And, and so I almost felt like I, and and I'm I want to ask you this specific question, but I almost felt like freshman year of college was a sort of a pseudo extension of high school. Not because the a bunch of people from high school ended up going to the same college as me, but it was almost like I regressed as a person, like maturity wise, when I first got into college. Did you feel like freshman year was any sort of an extension of high school, especially with you going to a, a college that was close by? Um. Yes and no. Yes, because it really didn't change too much. On the weekends, I would still go home and hang out with some of the people who were still in the area. And a lot of my life was not drastically different. But in terms of who I was, I I think I was quite a bit different than how I was. Weirdly enough, a lot of my anxiety went away my freshman year in comparison to how bad it was my senior year of high school and I guess I, I had a, a freeing sense of I could do whatever I wanted with my life where I could just decide to to move to another state or transfer schools or something and I think that for me that was that was pretty big and it was a it was a time to like my, my friend group we were all really really close and we did all the same things but this was my chance to hang out with more different types of people from different different cities different states and I got to yeah ex- explore some things I didn't get to do before and I think that that's one of the most exciting parts of college is you go to a place that people in college tend to be pretty motivated 
to, to get their degree. So you're around some decently motivated people who are who have different backstories and they're not all from your immediate area. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it, it, it's sort of an extension, uh, though. I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, I I think it kind of ends up being, especially if you don't go too far, just because you're still just by nature of proximity. You're like I went home every weekend to my parents' place for for my freshman year of college. Well, actually, for my first semester of freshman year of college. So I went to Augsburg College for the first semester, and then my parents wanted to move back down to Tennessee halfway through the year. So I transferred out of Augsburg to a community college that was in my hometown. And so I I went from being at college during the week and coming home on the weekends to just moving back in with my family and living at home for my second semester of that freshman year. So it was just... I didn't, I didn't take advantage of the opportunity to really get out of my comfort zone in that first year. And it pisses me off because I was so ready to when senior year like ended. I was ready to just start this new chapter of my life. But because I made decisions that I think were intended to be for other people that I cared about, I ended up spending that whole freshman year just exactly doing that. I was, I was in, in a, a comfortable... In, in a comfortable place. And maybe that was part of my, you know, quote unquote, falling apart was because I was yearning for something new and something different, but I was in the same environment. So it was like, I, I created that uncomfort on my own because I was ready to branch out, but I didn't take advantage of that. This is kind of weird. I'm actually like psychoanalyzing myself. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because now I, I'm thinking of myself a little bit differently too during this time. And I'm thinking about all of the, I, I guess now I'm putting myself back into freshman year me, like what was going through my mind. And it's weird because yeah, it's so it's, different. I haven't, like I haven't revisited this time in a, in a while just because it's it's kind of insignificant to my life. But yeah, I, 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 I think there's something true in, in the fact that, uh, I was ready to move on, but it almost was like I decided not to for other people, and so I freaked out internally <laughs> or something. I, I was like rebelling against my own like actual decisions. Um, geez, this is crazy. I, I, well, can, I can relate to that. I, I was going to say all, all the feeling of not branching out and, and, and becoming this new person, kind of feeling like you're being dragged down by other voices in your head and not exploring the, what you feel like you should be exploring is what hit me super, super hard my freshman year because I really started to have regrets on what I was doing with my life. And I started thinking, oh man, am I, am I just going to be one of those people who just kind of floats through life and always takes this easy path? And I started noticing that I did not like myself I would go every weekend. I would go home. Sometimes I would bring my laundry home. I just feel like I wasn't really like my senior year of high school. I took a class called living on your own. And mm -hmm. then I, I, I wasn't, I didn't actually need anything from that class. Cause I wasn't really living on my own. Cause I would come home so often to see my family that I, I didn't feel like I was actually growing up at all. And yeah. I, it all hit me like a, a freight train at one point. Uh, in one day in March of 2011 where, and I, and I say this because it was just like a really dark moment for me where I had realized that my girlfriend, my high school girlfriend and I were never going to be anything. 
I realized that I had been making so many decisions in my life for other people and that I was not growing up at a rate fast enough or mature enough and that I didn't really respect myself that much. And I had one really, really bad night where I had one of my biggest breakdowns I've ever had in my life because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it hit me at once. I was like, oh no, this is... This is my nightmare. I've got to make a change. And then that's when I started thinking to my head, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a bad person. I have a bunch of potential, but I got to put myself in an environment where I push it to the next level. And that's when I started thinking I should make a transfer for my next year and, and, and explore some new avenues. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, is that like the, the threshold that you had to cross to make a decision to, to branch out somewhere new? That, that one night, you think? Yeah. So it, it, at that moment, I didn't know that I was going to be moving to Tennessee eventually because in that moment, I was just really frustrated. But I, I, I had known, okay, let's, let's start looking at things a little bit differently and start taking some actions to move the ball forward. So I started yeah. evaluating myself. And then it was a few months later that I applied to the University of Tennessee and I don't know, am I, am I jumping too far ahead or do you want to? No, 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 no. I, I, yeah, no, this is good. I, we're going to touch on all this stuff within a lot of these topics that we're going to, um, branch on. One thing I wanted to say is that, uh, it's interesting the difference in how you made your decision and I made my decision. I basically made my decision because my parents <laughs> said that they wanted to move back down to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. However, there was a small part of it where I was like, because I was playing baseball at the time. I actually had gone to Augsburg College for football, baseball, and choir. Um, and so when I when I made the decision to transfer to that community college, and I, I knew I was going to be moving back down to Tennessee, I was like looking at all these junior colleges to try to play baseball. And then I was like, you know what? I, I'm just going to go to a big school. I'm just I'm going to do something that I want to do. And and screw it if if things don't work out with this baseball stuff. So even in a decision that was kind of made for me in moving down to Tennessee, I, I, I was finally making small, uh, smaller decisions for myself. And it, it's funny because if I hadn't done that, you and I would have never met. So it's just kind of cool how, how all of these things kind of evolved into um, even our connection. Because that next year, and we can kind of go into that, sophomore year is when you and I connected. Yeah. That I mean, it, it leads right up into it, and the reason why people ask me all the time, why did I go to the University of Tennessee? Because it is a very, very random choice when you think of all the places that I could have moved to. So what what sparked me doing this was one of my friends just mentioned that it was a cool school, and at that moment, that's all I needed to hear. I just wanted to go somewhere different. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it was, I knew it was going to be warmer. I knew it was going to be culturally different. And I knew that I could not go home for a weekend no matter what. So if I had any issues, I was going to have to face them because I didn't, I didn't know anyone there. So I'd, I'd have to face every, every issue I was going to have would have to be faced by myself. And I knew that was going to be tough at times. But, I mean, I was 19 years old. I was ready for that type of a challenge. I wanted to grow up, and this was going to be the way that it was going to happen. The thing that was kind of hard about it and the reason why I noticed that I had changed was I actually was dating someone in Ohio at the time, and I knew that the relationship would probably end if I moved to Tennessee, which in the past I would have Mm -hmm. never taken that chance as known by my uh, previous decision. But in this case, 
it was way more important to me to to make that next step than a relationship at, at that moment. Well, that's a comparison that we can draw because so even though I broke up with my high school girlfriend at the beginning of freshman year, after I kind of went through this whole just falling apart thing, I we her and I got back together. And so, you know, if you don't remember or you didn't listen to lessons from high school, that girl that I dated in high school that we dated long distance a little bit and then I moved back home and we dated, we broke up freshman year college, then we got back together again freshman year, dated all through freshman year. And I had that same, um, same uh, I guess, adversity where my parents wanted to move to Tennessee. I thought about staying in Minnesota because I had this girlfriend, but then I was like, I can't just do the same thing I just did by going to Augsburg you know, I, I have to make a decision for myself. And we talked, we were going to stay together long distance at first, but when the time kind of got closer, I was just like, man, we kind of tried this before in high school. You know, we, we tried to kind of stay in touch and then she fell for another guy. I don't even, I don't even want to do that. You know, I'm making a big decision for myself and I almost feel like it'll be selfish too, to keep her kind of in my life. Um, while I'm doing this and she's going to be like suffering while I'm in Tennessee and she's in Minnesota. And, and then I also have the pressure to move back to Minnesota afterwards. And it's just all of this stuff shrouded in like decisions that we couldn't make for ourselves. So I broke up with her right before I moved. I didn't stay with her. I know that you stayed with your girlfriend, at least tried to, you know, when you first went down to uh, Tennessee, but I broke up with mine right before I moved. Um, and we kind of had a falling out right when I moved, but um, it's kind of cool to hear that we we had similar things we were battling in terms of how should we make this decision. Um, I'm I'm curious too with with college. I you know we can talk about obviously the years coming afterwards. But do you feel like like that you do you miss that part of life at all? Just like as a real quick just side note or do you think that you had like a good goodbye for for that portion of your life uh well i hated school i'll be the first one to tell you that i hated school (laughs) a lot (laughs) and and i'm not someone who hates to work i i like to work i have no problem putting in the time but i hate school because one i'm very add so i just had a really tough time focusing in my classes i also just I don't learn very well from just sitting in a classroom like a lot of people. And I just didn't really enjoy a lot of the things that I took classes on. So for me, the the education part of it was, I feel like I've learned so much more since, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the future, but I feel like I've learned so much more just in the last couple of years of being an adult than I did ever learned in my college years. And that's just me personally, but I do miss I'll tell you a few things that I miss. One, I miss getting off, like, my being done with my classes at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And just having nothing for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That> was <laughs> which, <laughs> which, sure, there was, a, there was a, a negative to it where sometimes you would feel kind of bored or you might feel lonely if you, if, if you didn't have friends or something, which I did at times when I first moved to Tennessee. But... That's pretty nice. Never really having to wake up early because you can choose your classes. And college weekends were super fun because there was only a limited amount of places that you were going to go on the weekend, unlike 
when I, here in Chicago where there's 19 million neighborhoods and 20 million bars that you could go to. So it yeah. was kind of fun that everyone was kind of in it together. So I really, really miss that feeling of being done with my classes on a Friday and just being ready to, to chill and enjoy the weekend. So I, I, I miss, I, I miss certain components of it, but I like the freedom of the real world where you can literally just do whatever you want within reason, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I mean, we, we, this is where we kind of have a disconnect just because after I made the decision to drop out of school, I mean, I'd already been into three different schools in two years, but then I made a decision to drop out of school and I didn't go back to school for another like four years. So if there's any sort of concept of the typical college experience, I did not get that. <laughs> I had it maybe for that one year, uh, sophomore year of college at the University of Tennessee, where it was it was exactly that. I, I was getting off at 11 o'clock. I didn't have anything else to do, um, you know, and, you know, I, I got that a little bit that year, but then after that, it was I went back to school at uh, Concordia St. Paul and I was in online classes and I was working a full-time job and then I had an internship and then I made the baseball team so it was just like I had no time at all to to really enjoy any of it um but I was just I I wanted to touch on that really quick because you know obviously we can go back into just kind of giving the context of our stuff but uh I wanted to really know just like if you miss that college experience at all so that's that's kind of cool to hear um geez my computer's going crazy <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> i just heard that uh i, I did want to i did want to ask you something because i think it pertains to the concept of the episode of lessons from college what do you think was the biggest lessons and takeaways from your first two years in college because i i'd be curious to know since they were very different than my first two years well, I think the development of the idea that you shouldn't be making decisions for other people in your life. <laughs> um, I don't think I really like consciously understood that that's what I was doing. But going into freshman year, I made a decision to go to a college for other people. I made the decision for my family. I made the decision for my girlfriend. I made the decision because it was convenient. Um, then the next decision that I made was to go down to Tennessee with my family, which was still partially a decision for other people. But within that, I made a decision to break up with my girlfriend who I loved. I made the decision to um, go to a big school rather than doing like what my dad thought I should do, which is go to a junior college and play baseball for two years there and then whatever. I was like, you know what? No, I just, I wanna go to school, get my education. You know, I'll try out for the baseball team, but I just want to like have this experience. I, I had that same thought of, I wanted an experience through college and I'm gonna make the decision that'll give me the experience I'm yearning for. Um, and then sophomore year, halfway through the year, I'd become much more serious about music. And then I made the decision to drop out of school altogether to pursue something that I wanted. So the lesson that I had learned within these two years was that I'm in control of my freaking life. Cause you're really not until you're 18, you know, you're, you're living under your parents' roof. You're doing all this stuff, um, that, that they sign up, sign you up for, or that you kind of are, um, not pressured into doing, but just like you, you kind of have this, 
this current that's pulling you in certain ways. Now, when you're 18, you literally can make a decision to do whatever the heck you want. And so I started making these decisions at 18 and 19 uh, that were for myself. And they, they weren't always all for myself, but I had started developing that concept and that idea. Uh, what about you for your first two years? Pretty similar. Definitely, I made decisions for other people. And also that I, I give myself a slight pass because I just didn't have direction. I, I was young and I, I didn't really know what I wanted. But I would say is no year I learned who I was a little bit where I learned that if I put myself in an, and I still I still do this to this day I learned that if I don't put myself in an environment that's going to force me to change the things about me that I don't like that I'm I'm way less likely to just change them by my own accord so learning that I, sometimes you got to be self-aware and make that realization and then I also learned that if I put my mind to something, like I almost got a 4.0 my first semester and I got under a 3.0 in high school. So yeah. it was um, it was a good realization that I was smart and that I didn't need to beat myself up over things. I just needed to find a, a good reason to get good grades, which I did. So it ended up being You're okay. such a beast, dude. <laughs> I'm a monster. You are incredible. <laughs> You're just incredible. Um... Well, now that we're, I mean, we've kind of gotten off the trail of structure for what our episode is, but because we're about halfway through college in our discussion, I want to take the break to talk about our content creation. Are you cool with that? Yeah. And then I, I just thought of another side thing we should do. We should talk about uh, us getting to know each other the first time we met each other. Did we talk about that ever? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think we did. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's just do that first then. So... Uh, I think we have talked a little bit about it in the past, but uh, I think more importantly, I, I, I think the development of our friendship might be actually a, a good inside look into how this podcast even came about. But uh, I remember we had the same statistics class, right? That was the, the class that we had. 100P. 100P, 100P. Um, no, but we had the same statistics class. I was sitting outside the door waiting for the class to start. And then uh, Stephen was trying to find out if this was the same class he was looking for. He introduced himself to me, and then we ended up sitting next to each other in stats. But I remember you specifically didn't think I wanted anything to do with you, right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, who's this, who's this weird guy with the earrings? <laughs> it was, I knew that you weren't from the South right away because, well, number one, you didn't have a Southern accent, but I don't think I knew anybody that wore earrings in the South <laughs> from my time in... in uh, uh, a Tennessee high school. Um, but the funny thing was we, I had a roommate, Matt Gordon, <laughs> who, who, did you have a class with him? How did you meet him? Yeah. He was in my class. <laughs> yeah. He was in another class years. Yeah. So you ended up like introducing yourself to him or something. Yeah. And then you came over to our apartment, not knowing that I was going to be there, but Honestly, that was probably the reason that you and I became friends was because of that second meeting of like, oh, this is crazy. This is a guy that's in my class and he met my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're, we're getting pretty deep into this story. Basically, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that I, uh, our, our discussion would have never happened if iPhones were a thing. Like we would have probably never talked to each other. Like call back to the addic our, our addiction to technology episode. If I would have just been on my iPhone or you would have been on your iPhone, 
we probably would have never talked. I would have just sat there and waited for something to happen. I love how you think that I was supposed to know that's where you were going with this <laughs> topic. Like, I was just supposed to know that's exactly the, such a, like a specified thing that you wanted to get across. No, I mean, we could, but, we could talk about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we could talk about all the walks that we would go on and talk about how sweet we were going to be. And now it's just well, that's what I was. Man. I, well, that's what I was going to say is like, so Steven and I's friendship basically became, I mean, we... We went to a couple parties here and there uh, with some really sweet stories that we always make callbacks to. <laughs> but um, ultimately, our friendship really developed, and we would go to uh, uh, Panera all the time, um, and I would watch him eat his sesame bagels where he would pick the sesame seeds off of the bagels and just eat them alone, which was the weirdest <laughs> freaking thing I'd ever seen. And then... Um, 100p, dude. 100p. But then we would, we would go on all these walks... <laughs> We would make the joke of it would be sweet if one of us was a chick <laughs> just to have like the same experience, but we're just both dudes that are straight and this isn't working out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Good times. Pretty much accurate, but who would have known all this time later that we would have this podcast and be talking about all these great stories? Yeah, exactly. All right, we're moving on. Um, <laughs> anyways... Uh, content creation. Let's talk about your YouTube page because you've been pumping out some stuff um, on the rig. Yeah, so uh, I gotta stop saying so so much. I'm just I'm just on a big kick of saying so. But basically, I've been making a lot of content recently. A lot of it was on the backlog from uh, when Brandon came to visit me. So a lot of that stuff is more uh, comedic. <laughs> uh, like nothing is nothing is impossible. Uh, definitely check those out if you're just looking for something really lighthearted. But I've also been making videos that are just on reviews and current events. And going forward, you'll see that my YouTube channel will basically be this podcast-like, as if it was just me doing the podcast with no one else there. So I'll pick a topic that Brandon and I have not discussed or may never discuss that maybe only needs 5 to 10, 15 minutes of, of discussion around it and doing episodes around that. So check those out on my YouTube channel, Butch Boss, and subscribe if you uh, want to be a part of that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me, uh, hopefully things are going to start picking up on my YouTube page, uh, the Brandon Flippin' Music YouTube page. Um, I have one video, two videos up there right now. One of them is my original song, More to Give, um, and then the other one is actually uh, kind of a a collection of clips of my uh, journey as a musician, just live performances. And um, I used to post a bunch of covers on YouTube and, and stuff on YouTube that I took down eventually. And so I, I kind of put a compilation of those clips together over uh, the song Youth by Daughter. Um, well, it's my cover of Youth by Daughter. But what I'm hoping to have now is I have a couple songs that I actually just finished recording. Uh, Liberator by Noah Gunderson, uh, Give Me Love by Ed Sheeran, and Can't Help Falling in Love with You uh, by Elvis. Um, so I'm hoping to, I have to figure out what I wanna do with the music videos for those. Um, but once I have that figured out, those recordings will be posted on YouTube. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, those all are, and you guys give them a, Give them a look, give them a like, maybe a comment about how pretty my voice is. That would be really nice. <laughs> um, otherwise, I, I, I'm kind of in the process, if you guys haven't been following along, 
Um, at the time of the recording of this episode, I'm going to be moving to a different city. So trying to figure out how often I'm going to have the music stuff posted will will be more understood once I am there and uh, in school and whatnot. But yeah, I just I wanted us to break it up because we do have other content creation stuff. I definitely encourage everybody to check out Steven's YouTube page, Butch Boss. Uh, we do have some collaborative videos that we've posted on there that I think are hilarious, but that's probably just because him and I are in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully you guys will like them as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, we we do great work. Just ask us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I, I, I have, if I can say as unbiased as possible, I love the, the direction that you are going in on your YouTube page, Stephen, with... With this, um, these videos where you kind of give your thoughts and, and opinions on stuff that I didn't even know about or probably we would never talk about just because I don't pay attention to. So uh, definitely keep keep up to date with, with that stuff. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted us to, to branch on that a little bit so people knew what we were up to in our lives aside from this podcast. 100p, dude. 100p. <laughs> I love how we're doing this inside joke of 100p and nobody else that listens to this episode actually knows well, I mean, it, why that, this thing is prevalent. There's not much of a joke to it. I just say 100p a lot, <laughs> which yeah. just means like, yeah. Instead of 100%. 100%? Yeah. No, just 100p. That's 100p. it. There's not much else to the inside joke. <laughs> Brandon doesn't sick. like it. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get back into the topic. <laughs> um, so we can kind of go into uh, junior year of high school because uh, this is when you and I now? split up. Or college, jeez, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> uh, junior year of college because this is when you and I split up. So talk about junior year. Oh, so we're, uh, we're the, the, the big time upperclassmen years of college. So this was a, oh, this was yeah. a good time. So, after my sophomore year of college, which was a very, very anxiety-ridden, moving to the state of Tennessee, not knowing what was going on with, uh, like, culturally, the University of Tennessee could not be any different than Kent State. I mean, you said it was a surprise to see someone wearing earrings at the University of Tennessee, where if you go to Kent State, everyone has tattoos and gauges and tons of piercings like it's just it's nothing about that is weird at all so going to Tennessee was very weird and a big shock so after spending my first year hanging out with Brandon a lot trying to find my way and make friends I actually debated if I wanted to go back (laughs) after my sophomore year but I ultimately decided to do it because I felt like I needed to give it more of a chance than just one year to to make that decision and I was already I mean, I, I don't, uh, transferring schools is not fun. So, and you probably know a thing or two about that, Brandon. So uh, I wasn't yeah. really looking to do that. Although Brandon wasn't going to be my roommate because he ended up dropping out of school to pursue music. So for my junior year, I went in and got a single dorm by myself. And it was, I, I wasn't super enthused. I remember going onto the campus the first day and thinking, wow, what am I even going to do? Like, <laughs> I don't want this to be a continuation of my first year in Tennessee. So my biggest lesson that junior year was that if you don't want something to be a continuation of the prior year, you have to actually do different things, which sounds very, very obvious, but you have to yeah. think of what those are. So, you know, I joined a fraternity. I, I spent more time trying to get involved with things like that's when I started doing 
um, acting in, uh, in videos and stuff. It's when I started to really step outside of my comfort zone more. And I noticed that when I started doing that, sure, there were, there were tough things with it, but uh, I got a girlfriend. I made a lot of new friends on the campus and I started to feel a lot more comfortable. And I also turned 21 during my junior year, which was nice because that opened up a whole new set of things that I could do. When, when did you join the fraternity? Was that junior year? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because you weren't in one when I was at school with you. I was not. Nope. Was, was part of the reason you did that was because you wanted a, a way to meet people? <laughs> so there's a lot of reasons why I joined a fraternity. For anyone who knows me, it probably comes as a bit of a surprise that I joined a fraternity because I always talk about how I hate uh, conforming to things and I hate these sort of cult-like things and that I always preach <laughs> individualism. So it's a bit yeah. of a surprise. But my thought process was, one, it was a challenge to for someone like me to get into a fraternity. I thought it would be an interesting challenge. I had friends um, back home who were in fraternities and said good things about it. And I figured it would be an easier way to, to date and, and to have a place to take my friends um, and honestly, it all, it worked out well for exactly that. I pretty immediately into my junior year, um, started seeing someone and ended up dating them for a while and it ended up working out. So junior year was a, was actually a, a really good year for me uh, in general. And it was uh, much better than sophomore year, even though I did meet Brandon then. So I guess it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, it's just interesting to because I I didn't know we didn't really keep in touch that much this for this year because I was off doing my music thing and you were in school focusing on your thing so it's kind of cool to hear uh, just about this process a little bit for you um, I I am curious uh, kind of one of the topics that I wanted to touch on with this episode specifically on these years of college is we've talked about like high school and college being these bubbles. Um, of what the real world is like, you know, they're like high school is supposed to prepare you for college and college is supposed to prepare you for the real world. But do you, do you like through freshman through junior year, and then you can even maybe talk about how it happened in senior year. Did you feel like you were getting prepared for the real world or did you feel like you were just trying to figure out your life in that moment? Uh, I, 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 let's put it this way. The fact that you dropped out of school, I was very, very, jealous of the experience that you were getting because I felt like that experience was a hundred times more valuable than me being in school because when you're mm-hmm. in school you've got the the luxury it, 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 okay so it really depends on your circumstances but for the circumstances that I was in I could kind of get away with just being comfortable on the campus and it wasn't I didn't have any anxiety other than just getting decently good grades Whereas if you, you put yourself in the so-called real world, there's a lot more that you have to do um, yeah. to, to take care of yourself and to, I don't know, you, you build some self-confidence in, real, in the realization that you can build things on your own. And I ended up doing the total stereotypical just college kid thing, living in the dorms through junior year. So I, I didn't feel as like it was preparing me as well as I would have liked because it was too... It wasn't super hard for me to to be in college at that time. And I, I think part of it was that I just 
I didn't venture out as much as I should have. And that's probably on the topic of regrets from college. I could have gotten a lot more out of my experience than I did from, from well, that from, I think, from, from preparation standpoint. Yeah. I, I think the other tough thing too, is just about what college you go to. Cause to me, Knoxville, you know, where the university of Tennessee Knoxville is, um, is pretty much just a college town. Like, you and I would hang out in downtown Knoxville, but there wasn't much else besides just the college experience. So any part of you that wanted to, you know, have more of a real life experience, you were very limited by going to that school because it's like this place up in the mountains, you know, just kind of built around this college. And if you really want to do anything fun or organized or, you know, branch out in any way it's mostly going to be you know just that college town and uh so there was for me the interesting thing about when I dropped out of school and kind of was thrown into the quote-unquote real world uh was there was almost like you had to have more structure in the fact that there wasn't structure and the, what I mean by that is if, if I was going to be successful, not only to like pay my bills, I had to like be organized in getting a job and like getting enough hours in that job to pay my bills. And then also structured in organizing shows that I would be performing and organizing that around my stuff. I mean, maybe it might be different if you weren't doing what I was doing, which was trying to pursue a career right out of college or right out of dropping out of school. But it, I, I just felt, I felt way more structured in the real world than I did at school. At school, like you said, you get done with class at 11 o'clock and you got nothing to do. I remember so many times I would just be like watching Netflix or I'd play video games. Um, it changed a little bit when I was making the decision to drop out of school. Um, but for the most part, it was, <laughs> I'd do whatever the heck I want. I, I mean, the only reason that you and I were really able to to go on all the walks that we did and hang out the way we did was because college was such a bubble. <laughs> like you and I, if we lived in the same place now, we would have to like actually plan out when we hung out because <laughs> we have actual stuff going on in our life. Um, so yeah, it's 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 cool to think about just the different experiences that you get. I definitely did not feel that college prepared me for the real world at all. <laughs> I Same. felt like, I, like I even I even think about like getting my degree. I don't, I don't feel really even that proud of it. Like it was just a stepping stone that you have to take if you want to get a job, and I, I kind of skated by in college. I just did enough to 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 get my degree, and I mean I, I started performing a lot better my junior and senior year of college in terms of grades just because I was now taking classes that I wanted to be taking with my actual degree. Like I was doing psychology classes rather than, you know, the, the, the generals that you have to do with the first two years. But overall, I, I mean, like if I look at freshman year and sophomore year specifically, cause those were the first, those were really the only two years where it could be considered as preparation for real life for me because of my circumstance. Mm -hmm. It was all just BS. <laughs> it, was, it was such a bubble uh, of just like, I can do 
childish things while also pursuing this piece of paper that you need in order to get jobs. So I, I definitely don't feel like it, it prepares you the way it's intended. Well, let me ask you a question about that because this is something that I hear from people a lot. Uh, when you did decide to drop out, how hard was it to go from being in school to not being in school to then going back to school? Is it hard once you've taken some time off to then go back to school again? No, um, that I'm glad you asked that because yeah, a lot of people do struggle with that. Well, number one, I always had this mindset of like when I went to school for psychology, I actually did want to do psychology stuff. It just it ended up becoming music was more important to me, and I don't want to get my degree and then have my degree collect dust while I'm pursuing music. It was like it. I'm not going to have a plan B for this music thing music's my plan A and my only plan. So I'm not going to, you know, rack up all the student loan debt, even though I already kind of had and do that stuff. So I'm going to focus on this. When, when I made the decision to go back to school, it was like a last minute thing. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to start a family. Um, and maybe having a plan B now is more appropriate because I'm realizing that what it's going to take to be a musician has a lot of stuff that I don't like. Uh, so this might actually not even be a career I want. And I always did want to do psychology anyways. Like part of my music was a sort of fulfillment in the same way that psychology will be, where it was like, I can impact people through articulating things in songs and helping people navigate the way that they want to navigate in songs. You do that same thing in therapy. You, you know, you, you have a conversation with a person, you ask them questions that maybe they're not asking themselves and help give them the, the road signs to, to travel the path that they need to travel to be the best they can be. And so for me, when I made the decision, it was just like, oh, just sign back up in school and just go back to school. It's, it's not a big deal. It wasn't hard to be motivated. And the other thing too, is when I went back to school, I was in online classes. Mm -hmm. So people struggle with that too, because you have to like, you, you have to kind of set your own schedule. I actually had one class where you could literally turn in your assignments all at, in the last day, which That's brutal. <laughs> I actually messed up in that. I couldn't do that. I messed up in that class. Yeah, well, it was tough because I actually, I did fail that class <laughs> because I thought that the deadline for turning things in was midnight because that's how most classes were. But for this particular class, it was 6 p.m. So I had like half of the assignments turned in and I got... 50% in the class. So I had to retake it. That would be the worst, it, dude. Oh, it was, I was freaking out. Cause I was like, my, my GPA's crap. I was also on the baseball team at this time. So I was like, they're going to kick me off the baseball team. I was, you know, I was freaking oh, out, man. but going back to school wasn't hard at all. What made it hard was actually incorporating my real life, how busy I was with college and it was probably more difficult because I made the decision to try out for the baseball team. So basically I made the decision, I'm going to go back to school, get my education. That way I have my degree and can possibly do something with psychology if I am going to start a family and if I am going to say goodbye to music. And then when I was ready to say goodbye to music, I replaced that fulfillment with baseball. I tried out for the baseball team. So now my schedule was, I had a job at LA Fitness where I worked from 5 a.m. to 11. I would then go to 
go to uh, my school for baseball workouts and practice. And then after practice, I would have class at night. I so what was that. hard about it, yeah, it was just I didn't get any sleep. Um, and I'm a horrible procrastinator too, which, I mean, even if you don't have a busy schedule is horrible for college. Mm-hmm. But yep. like with my crazy busy schedule, I was then staying up till three in the morning and then going to work at five in the morning to open up the club. Um, so it's that that was the hard part was incorporating real life with college because I put so much on my plate. Plus, I had a girlfriend that I wanted to give time to as well. So I would say for your initial question, uh, be mindful of all the things that you have on your plate and make if if you're getting your education is a priority, make it the priority. Don't like I didn't need to try out for the baseball team and I wish I hadn't because it wasn't really going to do anything for me. I mean, I kind of wanted to do it for fun just to say, hey, I was a college baseball player. But what does that even mean, you know? And and so I, I wish I would have made just the things that I actually wanted a priority and not just loaded my plate with all of this other extra stuff and made it hard. Um, so I, I hope that uh, answered what you're <laughs> Yeah, the... Definitely procrastination is something that I learned to not do in college. I was actually, by senior year, I, w- I was pretty good at not procrastinating. I was, like, always on top of my assignments. I would try to get them done as early as possible so I could coast. I got really into that, the whole idea of having as many assignments done as possible, and then when I would get off of my classes every day, just just chilling. Well, let's talk about your senior year. Like, what was the difference between junior year and senior year? How how did your senior year go? How did graduating college go? All that stuff. Senior year was probably my best year of college because it was, I took a big step up as a person. I felt like I, I was just in a good place mentally. I feel like I was doing the things I needed to be doing. I was trying to remember some of the things I was doing at that time. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was going to the gym. I was eating healthier. I was getting my assignments done. I was vol. I, I was taking more of a leadership role in some of my classes, which is something that I had never felt comfortable taking on earlier on in life. And I felt like I was. I, I got to the point where I felt like I could take on the world. I felt like. Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was actually the year that I got really into to working out as well. I just felt like I was in a really good routine. I get done with work, I go to the gym, I would get my assignments done. So every night I was free to to do whatever. I got great nights of sleep every day, and I just did everything possible to take care of my mental health. And as a result, my creativity was flowing, and I for the first time in my life I felt like I was just enjoying my life without overthinking it too too much because I tend to do a lot of overthinking in my life but that was one of the times where I felt like I was just I was just living and I had learned the lessons of college throughout through those first three years so I felt like I was actually good at it by the time I was a senior I feel like up to yeah. before that point I was so so at college but by the time I was a senior I feel like I was like an eight out of ten <laughs> well let me ask you with that uh, understanding was it hard then for senior year to end? Because you had finally figured out what you'd been doing for four years in this last year, and then all of a sudden it's done. Uh, How was that? Like? It was actually pretty hard. That was the first time. 
I'm almost always happy when the school year ends, but my senior year of college was the one time that, although I was ready to be done with school because I hated school so much, I didn't have to take that many credit hours during my second semester of senior year to graduate, so it was pretty easy. And I didn't know like what was going to happen between my girlfriend and I because um, during my senior year of college, I got a internship working for Walt Disney World, which I've, I've talked about that on my YouTube channel a little bit. And um, I just didn't know what the future had in store for me. So I felt like I could conquer anything, but I had a little bit of anxiety of, well, I can do anything. What am I going to do? So I was excited. Yeah. But it was also, it was a little bit scary. Scary. And as awesome as senior year was, you always worry what that next step is. When, when things are going good, it's sometimes it's scary to change anything up. So I had a little bit of that anxiety, but I was at least in a good mental state at the end of that year. And I was, I was pretty sad when, uh, when it was over. So uh, another question I want to ask too is cause you, you, you said that you said specifically, um, I can do anything which is exciting, but it's also scary. So did you have expectations for life, what life would be after college or did you not really even have an idea? So this was the time that I realized that I didn't have as good of an idea as I thought that I did because I, I, I have always known my entire life, no matter how bad my self-esteem was, I have known that I could do something good with my life. I've always felt like I've had the potential. I just didn't know if I would let things hinder me during my youth. And as I got through college and I realized that I was growing up into a much stronger person who could, who could do a lot, I felt confident that things would go well, but I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, it's almost like I could see the future and things going well, but I could not see the steps to get there. And I worried that there could be a phase where things could just kind of blow up in my face and there could be some struggles. And we'll talk about that in the next video of of this series of life after college, Uh, but At this point, I felt great, kind of invincible, and ready for that next phase, but proceeding with a little bit of caution. What about you? Okay. Since yours is a little bit different. Mine, I'm kind of glad that we're talking about your college experience because your college experience is more conventional than mine. I I didn't really have any expectations because the reason I went back to college was specifically for the way that I wanted to set my life up. You know, I wasn't in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do after college. I went back to college because now I knew what I wanted to do after college. Um, And now I just needed to get the piece of paper to make it happen. Um, So I didn't really have expectations other than maybe like I was ready or, you know, I I was hoping for, you know, setting up the rest of my life. Um... But it was just such a, like, college just feels so weird to me (laughs) because, like I said, I had that 5 a.m. job. And then I actually, I didn't mention this, but so I had the 5 a.m. job, but then I also, and then I had baseball, but then I also had an internship that I ended up getting towards the end of that last year that I had. So I would, I have uh, 5 a.m. job, baseball, internship, um. And then if I had some classwork that I had to do, I'd have to do that too. So my schedule is just so crazy busy. I didn't really have anything else to think about 
um, other than just trying to get by each day. And then when school ended, it was finally like, all right, now I just need to get a job with this piece of paper that I got, this degree that I got. Um, and I did, I, you know, I, that's my job that I have right now. I wouldn't have been able to get it without my degree, but I didn't develop any expectations because I went back to school with that specific purpose of getting a better job and setting myself up for, for a future. Um, so it just, it's, it's just a different, it was a different experience for me. You know, I, I was using college to get something that I already knew that I wanted. I didn't need, I didn't have any, like, it, it wasn't as unknown for me as it was for you to, you know, find out what's going to happen next. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm curious. Go on. Go ahead. Oh, um, I was just going to say at, at that, at the point of graduation, I'm thinking back a little bit of what was going through my head on going into the real world. And I remember I had, a, I had actually a kind of a negative light, which is something that I, that I, that really frustrates me is a lot of times people who, who after they graduate college, they would come and visit us and they would, they would say, Oh, enjoy your college years. Cause the real world sucks. And I just want to say that those people are really, really piss me off and that you do literally, you do no good by saying that. And I wish that they would actually give more honest advice on how to make those years better. So I'm hoping that when we get yeah. to the next part that we can, uh, we can hammer that home because that's just a little side note. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a similar thing to like, why do generations just bash other generations that come after them? Why isn't there more of a collaborative experience? You know, why is paying your dues partially a person that used to be at your job? Uh, now he's going to be a dick to you because he, people were a dick to him. You know, it's just the same old, same old. And it, you know, there, there should be more of a collaborative process with people. So I, I'm glad that you mentioned that and I totally get it. Um, but uh, I guess ultimately to, to bring in this episode, you know, I'll ask you for people that have listened to that first episode, uh, Lessons from High School, the first episode of this series, Lessons from High School, what do you think you learned or experienced back then that you specifically still apply to life today? And is there anything that became truly embedded within you? From back then, I have realize that this is pretty obvious but to make decisions that make you happy that you will not look back on and and wish that you didn't make or yeah it's that the decisions that you make in life you should feel good about them because they're decisions that you want to make because it, when you look back at your life you don't want to feel like you just ended up being a compromised version of who you want it to be. So as I've moved on with my life, I go for the jobs that are interesting to me. And I, cause in college people would make fun of me for being technically a communication. It's technically it was journalism and electronic media, but having the stigma that it was in the communication school, making that a somehow irrelevant major or something. I, I just didn't care. And you have to kind of keep that mentality and just do the things that you want with your life and not yeah, not care so much about other people's perceptions. I've also learned that from a emotional standpoint, there was times where I was having really, really bad days and it would clearly affect my schoolwork. 
you got to do your best, even though it's it's tough sometimes, to separate your your personal life and your professional life, or your your education. Yeah, your academic. or in this case, your academic life. I just think that it's it's a uh, it's difficult, but it's important to be able to separate the two of them because you don't want to feel like the fact that you you don't want to feel like you didn't do something well because of an outside factor. You you should you should feel strongly about yourself doing it. So, so I, I, I guess a, a, an example would probably make more sense. So if you got broken up with in college, you don't want to feel like that that affected your grades in the class because then someday you'll look back on it and say, man, I let someone else take that away from me. And having that yeah. feeling in life is never a good one. So feeling like you're making the decisions and you're staying strong to what you believe in because that's important to you and not feeling like these decisions are based on anything else. Yeah, good point. Um, For me, I think I'll kind of start this off with advice for anybody who uh, is maybe about to go into college. I would say be very patient with yourself because this is the first time that you have the opportunity to make a decision just for yourself. Um, you know, maybe you've, you've experienced that a little bit growing up, depending on how you were raised and whatnot, but this is your, this is your opportunity to find out who you are, what you want. And you don't need to like, you don't need to just go to college right out of high school. And we'll talk about this a little bit in our, our episode of higher education in America, but you spend the first two years of college (laughs) taking classes that you took in high school, pretty much your generals. And so there's no rush for you to make that kind of decision. You know, for me, I made decisions for other people my freshman year, and then I started to make decisions for myself. And then I found out what I wanted to do. So be patient with yourself was a huge thing uh, that I learned. And I even try to now, um, you know, for instance, in my life now, I went through a, somewhat of a traumatic experience in the last a year and a half. And instead of just making a decision to change my life right after that traumatic experience, because that was the urge, I sat in this trauma a little bit, tried to overcome that, try to get healthy, try to you know, pay attention to my mental and my emotional health first. And then once I thought I had a good grip on that stuff, I started thinking, okay, what's the next part of my life going to look like? So I think that's super important when you first become a, uh, an adult. Um, even though I think 18 is, <laughs> it's questionable on whether or not you can really call yourself an adult. Um, cause you're just figuring so much stuff out. The other thing I would say that I learned, um, specifically is once you have a direction as to where you want to go, you're young, commit to that thing, give it all you got. You know, you don't have, don't, don't, uh, I think the, the thing that I am proud of, of making the decision to drop out of school was I, I had that mindset of, Hey, I, I have one life. I have one chance to pursue this. Why not do this when I don't have a family? I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have any other responsibility other than the one, the responsibility that I create within my own life. So this is my opportunity to do it. So if out of high school, you really want to go to school, pursue that as hard as you can, because you don't have anything else holding you down. If you want to pursue music, if you want to pursue a career as an author, as you know, an entrepreneur, anything, 
once you you you've made that decision to commit to that, give it your all at this time because you know later on in life when you start having mandatory obligations, you know like having kids, um, you know having a wife, a husband, you know any of this stuff where you, other people rely on you, you can't make the same decisions that you can make in this time of freedom. Uh, so those are my two biggest lessons. Be patient with yourself and finding what you want. And then when you find what you want, uh, give everything you have to it because you don't always, you're not always going to have that opportunity later on in life. I want to give one, one big one, which is don't be an idiot. So there's a lot of people that decide when they're in college <laughs> that they're just going to be, let's say, a, a total bro. They're just going to be a huge douchebag or they're just going to... In college, there's sometimes this culture gets created of, oh, I'm so college. I'm I get drunk every weekend. I don't respect anyone or anything. I just become this like huge tool. Just as hard as it is, think. (laughs) Sometimes you guys just take a step back and think of, think: Are you actually being a good person? Are you actually being the person that you want to be, or are you just trying to conform to what people think? makes you cool and that's something that always gets carried with you in life but I think in college it's extremely important because I have friends who have looked back on their college years and just been like you know what was I thinking that wasn't me I wasn't I wasn't trying to be myself I was just trying to fit in to become a part of something do not do that just be yourself yeah (laughs) a good way I can describe of describe this is kind of like you don't want to peak in high school I would argue you definitely don't want to peak in college either like the, the preparation from high school to college and then college to the real life is you should be using this time to get to know yourself so that when you hit the real world, you can hit it running. And, you know, if, if your time spent in college is just being this bro and, you know, just doing all this stuff that's the stereotypical college experience, but you're not actually uh, taking this this rare opportunity, uh, you know, to live in this bubble as a, a chance to develop yourself. Um, you're going to look back and be like, gosh, I wish I could go back to college. And it's like the rest of your life should be the best part of your life. You know, setting up exactly what you want or pursuing the things that you specifically want rather than abiding by, you know, even the the shackles that are the college experience, you know, because you, you still don't have as many freedoms as you would in the real world. So it's just... Yeah, taking that time to develop your skills uh, instead of, <laughs> like you said, uh, conforming to this idea of what college is supposed to be. Yeah, like, and so. I and I and I say that because you'll find that there's a lot of people in college who do peak in college, which is not something that people talk about a lot, because they never go to their classes, they get horrible GPAs, somehow they graduate. It might take them forever to do so. It might take them eight years. They'll be like a quadruple super senior by the time they finally do it. <laughs> but all they did was try to be a frat star or some huge party king or queen or whatever you want to say. And a lot of those people end up having miserable years right out of college because they didn't learn shit while they were there, obviously. And that's not what you go to college for. If you're going to go to college, there is a part of it of just, yeah, growing up, learning the information that you can, and then applying it to the real world. That's what it's there for. So, so yeah, don't be an idiot. You heard it from me. <laughs> heard it here first, yeah, you folks. Heard, you heard it here first, but <laughs> I mean, we're running a little long here. Anything else that you wanted to say? 
No, I was just about to transition into final thoughts, so good to go. If you enjoy uh, listening to the the podcast, give us a, a subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps. You can basically find us, Spotify, uh, the Apple uh, podcast app, anything really. You can, you can find us. You can also, if you like the video versions of these podcasts that we do sometimes, you can go ahead and subscribe to my channel, Butch Boss, and you can watch the the videos there. There's also an, an Instagram now for the the podcast, which is at EMGpod. That's also the email, which is emgpod at gmail.com. And there's also our number, which is 513-427-EMG5. Feel free to leave us a voicemail with any of your comments or questions. You guys know we're, uh, we're going to be talking about higher education in the next episode, and uh, we will talk to you soon.